This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've I spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle. Please get in touch with us on our Facebook page, follow us, like us, whatever it takes. We would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as I know this industry is capable of. Hey Gordon, how's it going? Excellent, Doc. Enjoying a little bit of warmer weather and uh, I'm ready to ditch the jeans and you know, just skim woolly warm socks and get back to some shorts and slops around the house. Jeez, I think it's a bit but this show, I would never admit to wearing uh, shorts and slops around the house uh, when I'm in the office, of course, Doc. This, that's just between you know, us girls here today. Yeah, I think it's a bit early for that, but uh, that's all good. You know, I'm still in my, uh, my jersey and, and my uh, jeans, but uh, yeah, as I say, I also prefer the warmer weather, so hopefully that's on its way. Gordon, today, straight into it, we're going to chat, uh, you know, we like to chat about sport. We've done quite a few shows on, on the marketing aspects of sport, but today we're also going to talk about not only sport, but school sport. And I mean, one of the great companies out of South Africa, been doing it for so long, is Super Sport and, and one of their new initiatives. So uh, we're going to welcome uh, Rindani Romova. Uh, Rindani, how's it as a Senior Commercial Manager at Super Sport? Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, thanks for having me, Doug. Thanks for having me, Gordon. Um, just on that note, I mean, that jersey looks very warm, Gordon. So, uh, <laughs> <I wouldn't mind laughs> I'm, <myself. laughs> I'm, I'm, I've got a heavy wool. Let me just explain to our listeners out there, even with the benefit of uh, in-studio sight here, I've got a heavy jersey, which is covering my uh, Kaiser Chiefs football supporters uh, jersey after the weekend's display. Um <laughs> I'm I'm now gonna get on my you know I'm thinking of somewhere prominent. Come on, Randy, you're a young beauty guy. Where <laughs> can I get my Kennedy Mwene tattoo uh, somewhere visible? I mean, no. how can a 38 year old goalie go and con a bunch of players like he did on the weekend? It was glorious. I thought for a moment I was watching the reincarnation of Bruce Crobler. Uh, just fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we digress. But yes, that's why I'm wearing jersey. I'm, I'm covering my the jersey of shame. Look, I think, in short, I was trying to say you're looking good. 
<laughs> you Rendani, I can see you're a guest on the show, so you're still polite. You know, I'm now I'm now gonna hold back and not bring up Gordon's vest under his cheat shirt, which is his arsenal vest. So I'm not gonna go that way, Gordon. <laughs> no, that's that's painful. Let's not do that. <laughs> no, I'm just sitting here shaking my head. Uh the only thing I'm thankful about is I haven't yet Andy Rice and Charles Foster who are uh, my normal nemeses, have failed to communicate with me since Friday, and I'm going to leave it that way. I don't want to hear from you, uh, Charles Foster, and your Chelsea jokes, and I don't want to hear from the big tall guy, Andy Rice, about Cambridge United. So just leave it like that, guys. Let's move on. Let's get on to the main show here, Supersort uh, and, and the schools, which is really exciting. It is, Gordon. You know, and I think, you know, we all, I mean, you know, through the years, I think we've watched, you know, derby games. We, we you know, going through school, I know you were, you know, a, a big with your kids at JP. You were big into that. And certainly, you know, my school in the Eastern Cape. So we love rallying around with them today. I mean, it's a great initiative using technology, merging tech uh, and, and school sport and bringing it, you know, to a lot of those fans, parents, grandparents. Uh, girlfriends, boyfriends, etc., who perhaps can't be at the game. So, I mean, Rendani Sport has and, and will continue to be such a unifying factor in, in not only the country, but the world, I guess, you know, bringing people together, developing and building. And I mean, Super Sport's been at the forefront for many years. I mean, it's just such a well-known uh, and great broadcaster. So let's just talk a little bit about this new initiative that falls under your gambit now, Super Sport Schools. Tell us a little bit about it. What is the history? How many schools are involved? How does it work? Uh, and 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 of course, how do we get hold of this whole the whole program? Yeah, so I think the first thing to call out is uh, most of the times one of the things that I need to do is I need to pinch myself um, because I do find it to be such a privilege to be working on a project such as this. Um, having played schoolboy school rugby, um, having played varsity cup, um, it's, it's it's close to my heart. So to be at the forefront of such a change. Um, I think that's one of the most exciting things ever. Um, so just on Super Sports Schools, so just a bit of history and context. The way it happened is, uh, I think just over a year and a half ago, MultiChoice acquired a business called School Sports Live, which was in essence streaming um, live school sports. Um, and the, the decision was, you know, we saw that it was a market that was growing um, and we wanted to, you know, be at the forefront of, you know, shaping the future for that specific market. Um, and then fast forward eight months later, I got to Supersport. Um, this is one of the key projects that um, was handed to me in order to lead. Um, and I think the shape of it has changed dramatically um, because we are now looking at it as a platform play. Um, ever since we've launched Supersport Schools, we've actually seen an increase in, in a lot of similar companies um, coming into the market. Um, so the biggest dilemma is always for us, you know, we don't want to come across as bullies. Um, I think the biggest thing is we want to showcase that we want to be collaborative um, and we don't want to basically monopolize, if I can use that word. I think it's about integration. Um, it's about creating a platform where different people can basically feed their content onto Supersport Schools platform. Um, because our mandate as Supersport Schools is to broadcast as many school sports games as possible. And what that means is it's not just rugby, it's not just netball, it includes hockey, it includes... Um, you know, some of your unconventional sports like that might not have as much coverage like uh, tennis, um, athletics. Uh, we're in discussions with Awesome around gymnastics. Um, so I think that's the mandate. The mandate is broadcast as many school sports as possible. And in that, we would like to unearth talent um, because, you know, the likes of Lukanyo Am, Sio Khaleesi, 
um, we want to be able to identify them sooner. Um, if you look at the Olympics, we want to have a platform that can give exposure to a point where you can actually start to build a feeding ground into those sporting properties. Because as Supersport, selfishly, if we don't focus on the foundation of sports in our country, there'll be no Supersport. <laughs> so, I mean, that in itself is an equation. Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying we are doing it selfishly. It's just as a mandate. You know, we need to protect sport. We need to make sure that the foundation is secure. Yeah, and I, I love the logic of that. Sorry, Ada. No, go for it, Gordon. It's fine. I, I just love the logic of 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 linking your your future to the growth of of sports at, at you know at grassroots level. And I think that's something. Once again, perhaps we've been reminded of after the after the recent Olympics. We're digressing a little bit, so we should bring it back on track. But you know, I mean, and it's a brilliant story in its own right. But a thirty year thirty eight year old skateboarder. Um, at the Olympics, you know, there's got to be a hundred, you know, young kids in their teens, which is the sweet spot for skateboarding, who have the talent. Um, we learned this. I think the first guys who, who really targeted this sort of thinking were the Spanish uh, in the 1990, was it two or 94 Olympics in, in, in Barcelona? I can't remember, but they targeted all the small events, uh, equestrian events, pistol shooting, et cetera, et cetera. And as the home nation, they had a massive haul of medals. But I just think that, you know, we should be playing the long game. Let's not worry about how many medals we've got this time and whether we're going to get six next time. This is a generational issue. It's a 12-year play, and it, it involves the smaller sports. So you said water polo. All of those things are crucial in, in, in yeah. giving a balanced sporting mix to children. So I love the thought. That that super sport is you know flagging this as a long term plan. It's brilliant. Yeah, I think Rindon. It's just the other point I want to make. You're talking about collaboration. I think we, we've seen so many players. I want to say overnight, but it's not. You know, over the period of time, getting into the into the streaming space, getting into the content space. Some doing it better than others. I see MTN has now re-entered for the third time now. Uh, the content spaces recently as last week they made that announcement so it's quite yeah it's quite good that you're saying that you know I, I guess from a from a very strong position you want to aggregate uh, and, and you want to bring other players in as opposed to locking people out and it's a question of you know as, yeah. as I said aggregating putting it together and then delivering that platform out uh, to the audience and there's a lot of place for collaboration you know and I, I think I guess as any market you know some players will do better at it than others but uh uh, certainly, it's it's a great time now for broadcasters, and, and as you say, not just to keep what they do really well, but also to reinvent themselves. And I've seen a lot of that, and I think we all have, you know, through the COVID times, the sad part of no no fans in stadia, but the technology, the AI, the the overplay, the digital, all the rest of it. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 a, it's a very good point. So and and it's a good debate because I mean, Mark Dewey, CEO of SuperSport, I mean. He kept saying it in the beginning, to be honest. I, I, I struggled to come to terms with that whole concept of collaboration versus being, you know, trying to be aggressive and taking over the market. But if you think about it, if you want to secure the future, you need everyone to survive the future of sport. You need different players to play in that field. And it doesn't mean that if super sport exists, other platforms cannot coexist. You know, because if we're saying that school sport or the foundation, the grassroots is very important to build it up and we might not have the blueprint, but we need to collaborate. We need to get on calls like this and we need to be very upfront in saying, look, guys, we don't have all the answers, 
we don't have all the answers. Sometimes we get it right, sometimes we get it wrong. But being bold in stating that um, and transparent, and I think it's also about how you evolve that mandate, right? Um, because the more people that play, the, the more you have an understanding that the end goal is to grow grassroots sports foundation. Then that in itself, like you're saying, um, Gordon, it's a you know it's a twelve year play. All of a sudden, all of us are now working towards the same goal. Can, can you maybe just bring it back to the the platforms themselves? You know, where, where do we get to see these? I mean, I'm going dipping back in super sports history. I suppose was it ten years ago when we first started seeing the big game on a Saturday morning on um, on Super Sport One or you know whichever whichever channel it was. But this is a much more multi platform mix. So how do I get it? I mean, I've downloaded the app. I am sort of setting up my profile. Um, it's got some you know, important things for me. So I want to filter off schools. It's not just a, an amorphous block. So it's got the normal functionality. But as a, as a point of entry, you know, you, you're sitting, you're talking to me. How do I get to see? And I think there's a, uh, I think there's a game coming up soon. There's a sex game. I think it's coming up next week or whenever. There's, you know, it's beginning to be some big stuff out there. How would I then tune in to say, right, okay, it's sex versus bishops next week. Where do I find them? How do I go about it? Um, is it? Is it on DSTV? And if so, which of the DSTV packages would I have to subscribe to? I know it's on YouTube, um, but yeah, just give us some background on that. So that's a very good question. Um, and again, it forms sort of some of the complexities that we need to work through. Because um, if you remember in the beginning, I stated that we bought into a company called School Sports Live. So they had their own existing platforms. They had YouTube. They had uh, website and a few social platforms, right? So now having acquired that business and now that business becoming super sports schools, we automatically knew that you can't just try and migrate viewers and users from one platform to another. So that in itself, until we get to a point where, you know, the super sport brand is fully fleshed and, you know, the IP has been built up and the positioning has been set, it's going to take a couple of years. Um, a good example is when Vodafone acquired Vodacom. Like they didn't go and change the name Vodacom to Vodafone, you know, because they understood that there was an IP, there was association with, you know, the market. They couldn't just go and basically pull out that plaster immediately. So we're going through a similar, a similar thinking um, and in itself has a bit complexity. So if you wanted to search for a match, it's across different platforms. <laughs> it's on the Supersport Schools YouTube. Um, it's on, you can catch certain highlights on the Supersport Instagram and Facebook pages. Um, in terms of live events, certain live events, you can you can watch it on the Supersport Schools app. Um, you can watch it on the Supersport Schools website. Um, and certain fixtures we do select to go live onto the DSTV, the DSTV, DSTV app platform. So for us, that's also a big, strong positioning. Um, the fact that we can make that link between Supersport, Supersport, DSTV and Supersport Schools, that gives our product a lot of credibility. Um, because in essence, we're building a new segment, a new market. But if you go and speak to commercial partners, they still like the surety of, you know, what can work, what exposure can they get. And the fact that we can link it to a DSTV for us is a massive plus. Because as much as we're building a platform, certain people still want to see themselves on TV. <laughs> certain people still want to see themselves on DSTV channel 210, 215, 201. <laughs> and I don't think we should lose that. I think we should build on it. Um, but again, the question is, how do you integrate that into the overall platform strategy? Um, and again, um, 
I'm going to be as transparent as possible. We don't have it mapped out, but we are working towards a more seamless strategy. Yeah, and I think, you know, Rindani, just looking, you know, at one stage, I was, I was reading uh, one of your comments around going for a younger audience, you know, growing, growing that audience. A lot of those younger people are used to a two-screen, they grow up in a world of iPads and, and, and phones. And so I guess for them, ironically, perhaps 210, 205 won't be their first choice in time to come. You know, they'll go yeah. straight to the small screen as their first choice, literally at the side of a tennis court, watching the water polo on their, fo- on their phone whilst, whilst uh, on a social platform. And, and we know that that's, you know, often the behavior of um, a lot of younger people coming through the system. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Just uh, talking a little bit about the number of schools, can you tell us how many schools have signed up and what sporting codes are available at the moment? You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. So just a number of schools, I just need to land the message again around the fact that Supersport Schools has almost two business units. It's got a multicam, multicam unit and it's got an AI unit. So the multicam unit would, for example, a school calls us and say they would like us to come and film a match. So we send a crew, like a OB crew, yeah. And then they go and you find guys that are manning the ca- cameras. We call that a multi-cam solution. Um, and then you have the AI, um, the AI side of the business where that's, um, that's an automated camera. So it's basically a camera that's going to be fixed and installed. Um, so in the multi-cam solution, that's ongoing. That's us building relationships and networks with you know, the school database. There's no number of schools that one could say have signed up to the multi-cam. But if you go to the AI side of the business, that's a that's the side of the business that's sponsor led. So because we need, we went to sponsors and asked them to basically install the cameras in schools. Then obviously by virtue of that having a sponsor, they then went and selected certain schools. So on that side of the that side of the business unit, we have about twenty four schools, but the number keeps growing. Uh, but again, due to the stop start of COVID. Um, What's happened is a lot of commercial partners have asked, you know, to start next year. So I'm very confident that we'll be able to basically lead with both multicam and AI into the future. Um, But I just need to reiterate, I mean, as much as if you look at the schools that have signed up, it seems as if, and I was in a meeting this morning where this was called out, it seems as if it's very elite schools. I need to land a message that Supersport Schools is a product for everyone. Um, And that's our mandate. We want to go as far and as wide as possible. We have not achieved that to date because of various number of factors. Um, and that also speaks to the sporting codes that we have. Currently, it's rugby, hockey, uh, rugby, hockey, netball, water polo, um, tennis, basketball. Um, that's pretty much it. But again, we still need to work with the federations and we basically need to get their buy-in as we continue to sign up more sporting codes. Because um, I keep using the example, uh, cricket is also another one. I can't go to someone's house and then, or someone's backyard and make massive decisions, build a commercial model without getting their buy and just doesn't work like that. Some relationships are working faster than others, um, but in the interest of what the project is doing and the amount of sentiment that we've received, I'm very confident that over time, these other sporting calls will be able to sign them up as well. Um, yeah, and so I missed one point because you mentioned something around the younger generation. Um, one thing that is very critical about this project is that 
MultiChoice made the decision to put super sports schools or to not put super sports schools behind the paywall. So that decision was massive. I mean, I grew up watching DSTV. So <laughs> to have a product offering that's not behind a paywall. And I, I don't think we give it enough credit. It is massive. I think it's a business that identifies that we're not relevant in a younger audience. And what are we going to do to basically be relevant, but to also make sure that it's authentic. And that's the thing about a younger generation. You can see when you're paying someone to basically market Mercedes-Benz yeah. or and whatever brand. Mm. So how do we create a platform? And that's what Super Sports Schools has become for us. How do we basically create a business unit that speaks to a younger audience and resonates with them? And those are some of the challenges that we, again, on a day-to-day basis, we're mapping out. Yeah, it's great. And you talk a little bit about those, those authentic influences or ambassadors that you know, and I mean, if you look at your at your school and, and whatever sport it is, you know, there's no more authentic person than the first team captain or the top scorer at cricket or hockey or you know the lady who scored the water polo goals or whatever. And I think we're building up those eras that people do resonate. And I remember through the years, I think you mentioned Austin a little bit earlier, and 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 Fonchal Pino's whole good work. You, you played Varsity Cup rugby. He great work around that. You know, on a mega pro with super sport, with with, with uh, premier inter schools and all the rest. Of it. So you know, I've done a lot of work with those things, and it's absolutely right. You know, you go into those things, and it's the lead up, it's the it's the war cry, it's all of those authentic moments that the the grade eights look to the first team and say, "I want that jersey." Because it's different to my jersey that I'm playing in. And so, you know, Gordon, I know you have a long history with JP and, and other schools as well. You know, that tradition that comes from it and that, you know, I mean, I, I was watching Sia the other day to, uh, back uh, in the Eastern Cape and they said, you know, are you glad to be back at, at well, he didn't go to, he was at Grey Harbour, he didn't go there on the week. But the point is, he was saying yes, but it's a pity the fans aren't there because I'd love to have played in my hometown, you know, with the crowd. And that's the authenticity that I guess you're looking for. Uh, with super sports schools. Yeah, that authenticity is is a function of, of community. And I mean, uh, Rindani, your point was, you know, about the big schools, there's some obvious, you know, kind of big plays there. But I was just having a look at some of the historical activities. So Paul versus Ronda Bosch, 6,000 viewers. Um, Queens versus Selborne, 21,000. I mean, you know, you would imagine that anything based in Cape Town is going to be bigger. But I thought that was very interesting. My, my grandfather went to uh, to Selborne, so I made a point of having a look just to see how they're doing. Um, but yeah, I just I found that interesting. But Rendon, bringing it back to young people, um, which is the central focus of this, it's not all about grumpy dads hurling abuse from the sideline, hopefully. Um, but you know, if I if I look at the pressure on on young athletes, and again, just looking, I think today or perhaps yesterday, Naomi Osaka again having a bit of a breakdown under under the pressure of the media. We had Simone Biles recently under pressure. You know, you, you talked about putting on that first team jersey, Doug. I mean, I was, I was a provincial tennis player, but it wasn't helping me at all. It was only when I put my first team jersey on that the girl down the road began to take an interest in me. Um, so, you know, it has in its own little way uh, a bit of superstar status. So how are we going to build in or how are we going to just mitigate against this cult of personality, you know, we guard against the superstar. You see it on any movie on Netflix. Sorry to mention Netflix uh, here today, um, you know, out of America, whether it's football or baseball, whatever, 
it, will there be some sort of built-in consideration where we, you know, we're running workshops or is it a commercial opportunity for somebody to sponsor counseling for young athletes um, who, who will inevitably, if, you, if you're 17 and there's a camera and you just scored a winning try for JP against Kez, um, you know, how, how do you teach kids to cope with that kind of pressure? We can't just abandon them. We can build them. Uh, we need something like the Lionel Messi story. I mean, you know, right from the time they picked them up out of the favelas, uh, you know, um, in, in South America to now, he's been nurtured and covered and, you know, in every aspect. Is there some consideration for that? I think that's a very good point. Um, and if, even if you see the way in which the world has evolved and sports has evolved, um, and there's a lot of mental health conversations, you know, that people are very open to. Um, and, and again, I mean, it, for me, that question in itself speaks to the whole notion around authenticity. I mean, there's that saying where they say you can't lie to uh, your child. Your child can always feel, you know, what your intention is and what your motive is. So I think, I think firstly, it's about being okay with having those conversations because um, also the flip side of being that first team student uh, first rugby team student putting on that jersey is to be elite is to be put on a pedestal and then you get into the real world afterwards and one of the hardest things I had to struggle with was transition now you're not the first team guy <laughs> now you need to go earn your stripes <laughs> you know how do you do that um, so again I think it's about being comfortable with having those conversations have we thought of incorporating that into the platform? I mean, it's discussions we've had, but practically we just haven't gotten to there yet because, you know, you, you basically want to make sure that the platform works and then there's different things that you can add to it. But is it important? 100% because you don't want to create a platform with good intentions that just further perpetuates some of the negative issues that we have in society. Um, but I think the biggest thing is as industry leaders, and as people that are trying to positively shape the industry, sports industry, we have to have these conversations. I mean, it's also about scouts. It's about endorsement deals. Um, it's about, you know, contracts. I mean, if you give someone that's 19 year old, I mean, when I was at contract with the Bulls in matric, there was someone who was earning 35,000 rand. <laughs> this, is, this is 2008. Like 2008, 35,000 rand as an 18 year old. Yeah. Yeah, from the now you're that's telling me. Yeah, now yeah. you're telling me that someone that gets thirty-eight thousand rand yeah. from a not so privileged family, and this uh, this notification comes in with no training, no guidance, no counsel. You don't know what his family situation is at home, but we hope for the best. <laughs> so again, I think the starting point is to be willing to have the conversation. Um, we can always build with different platforms, commercial opportunities, but if the motive is not there to want to bring about change, you can put whatever structure you want. It won't drive change. Yeah, and it's such an important point. And thanks for raising that, uh, Gordon and Rodani, for building on that. You know, we've, uh, and again, you know, I guess worked with many different people through the years, as you say. You know, some people just have a better safety net, better management structure, uh, you know, parents you can guide, etc. But that's not always the case. And sometimes it's that final day, you know, and sometimes that final day is not of your making. 
you know, you don't choose often to retire through an injury. You get drop change of yeah. coaches, and and we know that. And then what happens? Uh, and and I at one stage was very friendly with a with a, one of the most famous middle distance athletes in South Africa ever, world champion. Uh, and he was saying to me, he said to me, Doug, when the flash bulbs stop flashing, it's a very lonely time. Yeah, and 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 that often happens, you know. I don't know, Gordon. Just before we get into the you know, back to that, I don't know if you saw that Ben Stokes has, has now also pulled out of England cricket, you know, citing uh, the same the same mental fatigue and mental issues, you know. Now, what is quite interesting is when Simone Biles did it and Nisoka, uh, uh, Naomi Osaka, they picked up a bit of flack. I haven't seen much on the Ben Stokes thing. So, again, it's that whole gender thing, you know, uh, two ladies of colour. A, a white guy. It's interesting. I don't want to go down that route, but I can tell you right now, people. Some people have been very vocal. If you're going to be vocal, you must be vocal across the board, or keep quiet. You know, that's that's my view on on these things. Um, Rindani, you, you spoke about sponsors. Now, one of the companies I worked at for many many years, Nasher, uh, they they involve they're providing some of the technology. Not only are they the naming sponsor of it, but they're also your enablement partner. Can you just talk a little bit about what are they doing and what are they what, what are they bringing to the party to bring this alive? Yeah, so I mean, Nasher has been a massive massive um, partner for us. Um, and just in terms of, again, speaking to the two different business units within super sports schools, they support more on the AI side um, because what happened is they've now become our enablement partner and our sponsor partner, but it was first as an enablement partner. And what enablement means is they basically manage, install, and maintain the AI infrastructure. So again, we're in the business of broadcasting, right? But you know, we, we don't necessarily want to incur all of the admin that comes with that, right? And Nashua's gladly come on board. And again, I mean, how they are so efficient. Mm-hmm. And the way in which, I think the one thing that's amazed me about Nashua is the buy-in from corporate into franchise has been amazing. I mean, we did a few roadshows into Nelspreet, into Cape Town, and the guys are fired up. They are excited. Um, it's almost as if they now become a Salesforce extension of super sports schools just because they buy into the principle. Um, and again, if you think about it, as much as everyone knows that or everyone hopes that super sports schools is going to become um, an amazing platform and lucrative commercially led uh, structure, I mean, we're a few months in. We don't have, we don't have, you know, we don't necessarily have a lot of surety. We've got the name of Supersport, but that in itself for natural to come on board and to see value and growth in a project and to start from the ground up, I think that's massive. Um, and just in terms of their professionalism, it's been amazing. They've also sponsored 20 cameras, which means they've sponsored 20 schools. Um, and that in itself spe- speaks testament to the fact that they are looking forward to the future of um, sports in the country. So that's great that's for me. Is now, I wanted to just say it. So, you know, I mean, I'm pleased to see that that strong franchise uh, enablement is still in place with Nash. Because certainly when I worked there, and I worked there for a very long time, that was part of our go-to-market strategy was very, very strong franchises that would own that area, you know. Uh, so you would own Nasbrook, you would own George, you would own... East London, whatever the case may be, and take it on board. It's not just a badging exercise. It's something that you, and I guess 
from what you're saying, that philosophy is still very strong. So well done to you, to the guys at Nash. Sorry, Gordon, I interrupted you there. No, no, I wanted to make the same point, you know, that very often on, on, a, on a sponsorship, you get tied up into a national play with little chance to roll it out at a regional or community level. And it just struck me that this use of technology will allow me then in Nelsway to be both a national sponsor aligned into a, a regional retail play, which, which is really uh, interesting. And, and also for me, again, I, I've always viewed sponsorship as, as the brand in action, you know, not just a superfluous kind of add-on. Um, but very often that is uh, relegated to the, the, the properties of the brand on the field. So if it's Team X, then it's energy drink Y kind of thing. And we, and we get those connections. But it, it's very refreshing to see a technology input um, as a sponsor rather than the conventional things which, which you would attach to sport, um, which, which excites me. But just coming back to the concern I, I have also with the, you know, the, uh, uh, the prime schools versus the secondary schools. I mean, what, what we don't want is another Barcelona situation. I'm just reading now. They are 1.3 billion euros in debt, billion euros in debt. Their, their weekly salary bill is at 103% of total income. It's unsustainable. So, you know, I think we just have to be cautious and maybe a little bit of the old FIFA fair play rules kind of thing, you know, would, would, would not be a miss. But because of the, the structure of the sponsorship, I as a local community could motivate for my school to be involved because my local regional sponsor is, is going to put the cameras in and we've got the back end. So I, I think I, I love the, the invitation for secondary schools to get involved if they drive with a bit of energy their own agenda. Yeah, so again, I mean, that's a good call out. Um, I've actually, funny enough, never thought about it like that in terms of fair play. Um, but it is something that we need to consider. Uh, but again, I think it's just that whole notion of the motive is to broadcast as many school sports in the country as possible. With underprivileged schools, we haven't cracked the system yet because of facilities, challenges on infrastructure, um, challenges on you know organized sport. What does organized sport look like? And then we've got COVID on top of that to further complicate everything. And again, I'm not making excuses. I think conversations and platforms like this are very key because the more you talk about it and the more you give people line of sight, you know, not to say people sympathize or understand, but it's, it's, it's like communication one-on-one rather over communicate versus someone seeing super sports schools launched in April. And then they think Randani sitting in HQ in Randburg eating popcorn for lunch. Right. So I think it's context. Um, and again, I also think we can do a better job at how we, on a monthly basis, are proactive to saying we're still here. Our mandate is broadcast as many school sports as possible across the country for everyone. Um, and these are the challenges we are facing, but we will overcome them. Yeah. I'm sure you will, Rindani. And I, unfortunately, you know, I'm just looking at the clock. We're running a little uh, out of time now. We could chat, and, and I mean, we'd love to, to chat further. Wishing you well, wishing you all the best. The closing question from my side before I leave it to Gordon to wrap up. Rindani, how do people, if they want to interact with you, uh, what's the best way? Are you on any social platforms? How do they get hold of you? Yeah, so if it's on social platforms, you can um, send a message to that platform. Schools.com. Um, we do have a team that basically filters through the emails. Um, and depending on the request, um, we can then 
also make sure that we send it to the right people. We've had a lot of inquiries around how do coaches get involved? How do people get jobs? Um, we see all of them. Um, the truth of the matter is at this stage, we can't attend to everyone and assist everyone purely because of COVID. Um, and also for super sports schools as a business, what do we do in downtime um, when there is no sports, right? So it's, it's a moving target, uh, but I keep saying, let's just be honest and transparent and communicating exactly where we are. Great. Thank yeah, and I think also in the fullness of time, what would, and I know we're talking sport today, but I'm more and more aware as I look at schools and their offering that there has to be a, a broader a canvas for, for young people to perform. And this would be a pitch in there for the next department, you know, we'll run in parallel with yours, Rendani, would be looking at the same thing for cultural activities as well. You know, um, it sounds strange coming from a sports guy, but, you know, I think we need to see the same level of interest right across the board uh, in terms of other activities that can't just be about sport. I love the fact that schools now, for instance, even have gaming. Yes, you can make the first, team at, at JP in gaming, which I think is really important. Not everybody can catch and kick and run. Um, you know, that that's not the game. And yeah, so from my, my side, I, I, I think it's a wonderful initiative. I think we're all emerging from, from COVID with expectations that we will continue to build. Um, you know, the whole artificial intelligence thing, Doc, for me is a bit confusing. Artificial intelligence for me, as it pertains to schools, would have been confined to crib notes during maths. That's what I call artificial intelligence. <laughs> I'm going to leave it to you to wrap around on it. I love it. Um, please let us know as it unrolls. And I think to everybody out there, um, to sponsors, it goes beyond audiences about a genuine uh, opportunity for your brand to commit at a community level. All these things that we've talked about for the last year, this is a great way to make it come true. So great initiative. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Doc, I'll leave it to you to wrap. Cheers, but. Thanks, Gordon. Uh, Rendani, thanks very much for your time again. As always, every week, uh, we encourage our listeners to get involved. So please get on to Super Sports Schools, be part of the conversation, find out if your school is, is part of it, and obviously follow the codes. Rendani, thanks again for your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll look forward to, to watching this, this space with interest. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the invite. Thanks for the chat. And then I'll chat to you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Cheers. Right. Cheers. And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Muller, the Guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.